minus 10, 9. You're listening to the Launchpad Podcast with j Brought to you by Galant Media. Here's your host, Ignition j So here's a gentleman that I've been anticipating to be on the Launchpad Podcast for a while. Now, David, you don't know this, uh, but maybe some of my friends do. I've been trying to get a hold of you forever, and it was only through a fellow podcaster that I got your information to where I could reach out and have you here. Now, David is pretty much the authority when it comes to flat earth. <laughs> I'm going to back, back. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the guy with wrong. the biggest mouth. I'm the I'm guy the with biggest the biggest mouth. mouth that's putting himself out there that has dedicated his whole life to it. I am not the sole authority. I would, I would say I'm just a good presenter. I'm a good person to communicate the information. There's other people that are out there before me. Eric DeBay, Mark Sargent. Oh, um, ODD TV. These are the, the, the OGs of flat right. earth. Okay. And so together we all share our information and we spread it out to as many people as you can. If it wasn't for all of them, I wouldn't be here talking to you. So it's one big team. Right. And this is what I like about David. David is a humble guy. Uh, now he's been talking about flat earth on many podcasts. He's been interviewed by mainstream media and I've seen some people be really harsh with you and you've always kept an even keel, <laughs> and then just wait to give your answers. And one of the articles that I came across, David, would be you and CNN. Oh and it starts <laughs> off with you saying, like, I just, I wish I wasn't this guy, but I know what I know, that kind of deal, right? Like, you know once that you, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, once you see Flat Earth, you can't unsee it. And you know, when I first discovered it, I was like, I can't talk about this. This is going to discredit all of the other truth seeking I've done. Right. And then I'm like, well, it's real. I have to bring it. And in, you know, in 2015, you mentioned flat earth. It, it's synonymous with, you know, idiot, moron, retarded, you know, whatever you want, word you want to stick on it. And, um, and you get laughed at and ridiculed. But now you mentioned flat earth. People go, huh, I've heard something about that. You know, yeah, let me talk to you. So uh, there's a, a turning point here. And, and as we go through this, we're going to get into why, why the hell are we talking about flat earth when this world is in chaos? And the, and the answer is the world is in chaos because people don't know the earth is flat. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I have not seen this angle uh, in some of the research. And when we're going back and forth in email, you're basically just telling me to stop doing all my research because we'll both be flat earthers by the time we do this podcast. <laughs> well, I always, I always say I love talking to people that the best people to talk to are the people that think flat earth is the dumbest thing in the world. Those are the right. best. Right. And then there's other people like, well, I'm not sure. That's good. They're already flat earthers. They don't know it. And just from the attitude uh, I could tell from your email, our communication, I was like, he's going to be a flat earth, a full-on flat earther if he keeps researching. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and it just takes a little bit of time and, and the proper research, not the, I'm going to Google flat earth. You know, you Google flat earth, you're going to get gatekept. You're going to get thrown to the flat earth society. You're going to get just all sorts of nonsense that, uh, that really no flat earther thinks you get, you know, we get straw manned. You know, if you, if you Google flat earth, you end up at, you know, um, you end up of images of discs in space, you know, right. of with you end up with the Flatter Society, which is a controlled opposition website. You know, you end up with images like this, right? Okay, right. This is like the number one thing that comes up when you search flat earth, you know, outer space. No flat earther thinks this. This okay. is all. David, I can't I can't afford to become a flat earther. I can't do I can't do <laughs> <No>. it <laughs> already because with 9-11 and my stance on that and I'm 
very open about COVID and vaccines and things of that nature. And if I, if I go flat earth, they're going to take my home. <laughs> well, he, he, here's the thing. Flat earth, um, amazingly, is still the one thing you can talk about on YouTube. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, you can't talk about those other two things on YouTube. So uh, it, it's very, very interesting. And, and, and by the time, you know, if someone's listening to this and you're new to this topic, don't just turn it off. Don't think this is crazy because I'm, uh, I'm offering a Bitcoin to anybody that can come up with one proof of the globe. Just one. Okay. One proof of the globe. But by the time we're done with this podcast, you're going to be like, man, I'd really like that Bitcoin, but there's no way because the earth is flat. All right. Well, let's hear it, brother. I mean, I, I've seen some of your stuff and there's definitely there's some compelling examples and scenarios that you exhibit. And I just want people to take a look and explore. Like, why not? Yeah. All right. So, so I want to. I'm just going to give the the people the beginning of what flat Earth is, what what it isn't, and then then maybe you can ask some questions because there's a sure. million different ways we can go. Okay. So this <clears throat> is not flat Earth. Flat Earth is not a disc in space. Okay. Flat Earth. So. What do you mean it's not a disc in space? Well, that's what they want you to believe. You know, when you hear about the ice wall, a disc in space surrounded by, you know, the ice wall from the Game of Thrones, not true, right? There is the ice shoreline of Antarctica. But what is flat Earth if it's not, <clears throat> if it's not a disc in space? And the answer is, it's more like a pond, right? So, uh, or a lake. A lake is a big pond, right? You know, just a body of water. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat, testably, scientifically, provably flat. And the edge of a lake, the edge of a pond is where the land is just higher than the water surface. That can, that's the container, right? So here's the world pond, the world lake. All the continents are surrounded by water, but the water needs the container. And it's surrounded by land. And that land is the highest land on Earth. And that's Antarctica. Did you know that Antarctica was the highest land on Earth? I'm not sure, dude. <laughs> well, well, they don't really teach you that in school. Yeah, they want no. you to think Antarctica is just an island at the bottom of a ball. Right. Right? You know, they always told us if Antarctica melts, the ocean, rise, the ocean will rise by 200 feet or something like that. Remember? That, that's what they tell, scared us in school. Right. How could this little island raise all of this water 200 feet? Maybe an inch, you know, if you, if you, if you do your proportion, you know? Right. If you look at the, the oceans are, you know, I don't know what, 30, you could probably fit 30 of these Antarctica's in all of the oceans. Right. But what if Antarctica, you know, as they tell us is the highest land on earth, that would mean Antarctica is possibly bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. And if it has 200 feet of ice on it, well, all of that melted and went into the basin, we're going to be underwater by a lot. Okay. Right. Okay. So what? So the question is, what's out here? Where's the edge? Well, this pink line represents sixty degrees south. Okay. The in uh, in nineteen fifty nine, they came up with the Antarctic Treaty. Right. All the countries in the world signed on immediately. Yep. Nobody can explore Antarctica. You can't even fly an airplane over Antarctica because you might disturb the penguins' migrational routes. Okay. Did you notice Fauci was wearing a penguin mask the other day? No, I didn't. He had a mask on covered with penguins. Okay. Something's up with penguins. And so (laughs) all 
have you ever heard of a treaty that's lasted the test of time when all countries are fighting each other for resources and stuff? No. This one, Admiral Byrd flew out over Antarctica and said, there's more resources, there's land bigger than the United States past the pole, filled with resources. And then they signed a treaty. You can't even question the treaty until the year 2041. Right. All right. Does that make any sense to you? No. Okay. Like, why would they drop do down that? The, okay. Yeah, drop down the rainforest. No problem. You know, <laughs> that's just, true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. But don't disturb the migrational path of the penguins. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that people don't realize, so now that you understand what flat earth is, you have to know what the helio nonsensical model, I call it, is. So people actually believe this, right? I'm going to tell you a crazy story, okay? But this is what they teach us in school. And this is what people believe if you believe you live on a planet. You believe that you live on a planet spinning faster than the speed of sound, a thousand miles an hour at the equator. So when you're watching the sunset, the sun's not going down, you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. While that's going on, you're orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. And somehow all of the other planets are doing the same and they're all staying on the same plane. Like if this was the sun here, they're all going around on the same plane, right? They all stay level with each other. Somehow none of them fade back. None of them go forward. They all like, like you're in a, like the sun is in a race and everyone catches up to the sun, but they're not going to go past it. They just run around the sun. Okay. Right. 66,600 miles an hour. And then the sun is traveling at over half a million miles per hour. And that entire thing is moving sideways at 1.2 or 5 million miles per hour or whatever it is, somewhere over a million miles per hour. Well, David, it's possible. It's possible. (laughs) You know, they've trained us to think that as we go out in the world every day, we observe it stationary, still, perfectly. And, you know, like you go out tonight and watch the stars go out a year from now, same night, same time. The stars are in the exact same position. How is that possible when we're traveling billions and billions and billions of miles in four different directions? How do all the stars reset into the same exact place? Okay. That's think about that for a second. You know about the Georgia Guidestones? You're a conspiracy guy, right? I'm not familiar with these ones, though. So the Georgia Guidestones are in Georgia, state of Georgia in, in the USA here. And they showed up in, I think, 1981, a couple hundred thousand dollars. And they basically have the, it's like Stonehenge, like, and there's um, 10 commandments in like 12 different languages or something like that. Right. And one of them, besides, besides the, they're basically the, the, the marching orders for the new world order. Okay. One of them is don't let the population rise over 500 million again, the world population. Okay, but besides that, there's this little hole in one of them, right? And that little hole, if you look through it, you see Polaris, the North Star, okay? Right, do a little time lapse, all the stars circle around. Right. Remember that diagram I showed you, whirly twirling and swirling, corkscrewing through space? Mm -hmm. How do you keep a star focused through that little thin hole? Okay, yeah. It's it's insanity, right? People go, what about, you know, the the pictures of galaxies and and, and stuff? So think about this. Think about this. On Earth, the largest telescopes, 
if you go watch a Nova, uh, you know, one of those documentaries on these large telescopes, these telescopes are on cement pads that are like eight feet thick because you can't have like, if somebody tiptoes by why it's taking a long duration shot, right. the little vibration will ruin the picture. Okay. Right. Sounds legit. You know, Hey, just focus. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, now think about this. Okay. Does it really make sense? Did they forget that the Earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour, corkscrewing through space, oh. moving moving thousands of miles a second in four different directions? Right. I mean, insanity. And then you you throw the Hubble telescope in there. The <laughs> Hubble telescope, it's doing all these things of Earth that Earth is doing, and it's falling around the Earth at seventeen thousand miles an hour. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. okay? How is that able to look at anything besides also being in the thermosphere, which is like 3000 degrees? Do you know anything about metal and mirrors? Do you know anything that could work at 3000 degrees? Not really. What is this? Is this thing falling around the earth, focusing on stars, sending back pictures, or is this a soda can wrapped in tinfoil with a little friggin' wheel strapped to it? Okay. And taking a picture in front of a green screen. Look, this is Del Monte beans, right? And then this is a soda can, okay? This is how bad it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lose so many friends here. I just can't. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's get into why this matters, and then we'll get into some more points. Because oh, would you believe that the world is in kind of a tyrann tyrannical takeover right now? Yeah, things are <laughs> things are fucking crazy. Things are uh, fucking crazy. And right. it's because the people that are running this world know the truth of this place. They know their divine place. They know the power that they have. Okay? okay? They want us to believe that we're an insignificant speck that, that evolved from pond scum. On a, on a speck flying through an infinite godless universe or distant god universe, right? right? And where there's nothing left to explore. Remember the Truman Show? Yes. Okay. When he said, hey, I want to be an explorer. A teacher pulled down the map. Because Truman, there's nothing else to explore. Well, they did that to us with the globe. Mm -hmm. The globe. We've explored the whole globe. Maybe Antarctica, there's some questions there. Okay. But that's not true. What if beyond Antarctica, if this is where we live in this inner space and this ring is Antarctica, well, what are these extra ter terra, extra land, right? Right. So that's the new world like that we don't know about? Maybe. May maybe. So again, we're okay. not allowed to even go and explore Antarctica. But maybe there's more worlds out here. Okay. Maybe there's extra, you know, if you believe in extraterrestrials, extra is more. Ter terra is land. Extraterrestrials come from the outer space to the inner space. So when NASA said they want to go to outer space, maybe this is the Mars system that they're talking about that's right here on the Earth plane, okay? The other, the, other, the other thing is, again, we don't know. Maybe we're the only ones. Maybe this is just the entire system. We're here within this dome. All the luminaries in the sky are circling above us. Again, there is plenty we can do to prove that we are flat and stationary. When I say flat, you know, there's hills and valleys and, and stuff and nothing, you know, the deepest hole is seven and a half miles. So, you know, the earth is stationary and does not move. Provable. It's provable. It's not a globe. What is it? Is it just this? Is it rings? Are there other puddles? I call this puddle theory. What if there, you know, another like 5,000 miles that way, there's another puddle with another dome and another whole world in there. 
Right. Maybe. So um, a multiverse, but puddles. Yeah, but all across the Earth plane. The, okay. the flat Earth is the basement of the universe. Okay. Whether we're the only world here or there's other worlds, you know, I, 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 I more lean. Now, now again, anything beyond 60 degrees south is speculation, okay? Mm. And so I just want to make that clear because, you know, we're trying to figure it out. But scientifically, provably, we can, we can show you that we're not on a spinning ball flying through a, a godless infinite space vacuum i mean that breaks every rule of thermodynamics the 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 story of of the big bang nothing exploded and created everything okay mm-hmm. all right i'll give i'll give them that one i'll give them that one okay and then all of the rocky bits due to gravity started attracting and making these balls and they turned into these perfect balls and they got water and they got the, and then all of the hydrogen coalesced into these gas balls that got so big that they started the nuclear fuse or whatever, right? And they're, they're burning balls of gas in a vacuum. Do you see any problems with this story yet? Yeah. Burning balls of gas in a vacuum. Right. Okay. There's no air. There's no air. There's the, so all of this stuff separated and left a vacuum in between. Nature abhors vacuums. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so, so we have... Uh oh, props are coming out. <laughs> they're, not, they're not big props. Just shit's crazy. gonna get crazy. Yeah, it's just gonna get crazy. So we have the sun, right? And the Earth is orbiting around the sun. Why is the Earth orbiting around the sun? Because the sun has the gravity; it's pulling it it's towards, holding on to the Earth, right? Right. And then out here, a little farther, is another planet. It's Mars. Why is right. the, why is Mars going around the sun? Because because the sun has gravity; it's pulling it towards. Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, all, you know, all, all, well, I'm not doing them in order, but so the sun's holding on to all of those planets, right? And they're all falling around the sun perfectly and they never, ever screw up. They always, you know, we know exactly, we can predict where they're going to be for thousands of years, right? But we have a moon and the moon is circling around the earth. Why is the moon circling around the earth? Because the earth has gravity. Okay. So, when the, when the moon's going around the far side of this earth and it's coming around towards the sun, how come the sun's gravity doesn't rip it away or at least speed it up? And as it goes away back on this side, how come it doesn't drag and get slowed down? Right? Mm-hmm. So this is called the three-body problem. You can't model this in the world's best supercomputer. You can put a, a sun ball and a, and a planet ball and set them, you know, their gravities and everything and their size and set them into orbit in the simulation. It'll work like a perfect timepiece. Then you add a third body, uh, a moon or another planet, and the entire thing goes into chaos mode and never repeats. Mm, interesting. But somehow for millennia, all of the stars reset every year. All of the planets, you know, go through these cycles. All the eclipses repeat every 18 years. What? Mm. That sounds like a intelligently designed timepiece. The sky is a perfect clock. Right. Now, two of the examples I've seen, and I don't want to jump ahead because I don't know if this is something that you have planned to go from point A to point B. I have no plan here. Okay. Is that uh, emergency plane landings? I thought that was interesting, as well as this example of a sunset that you had like a globe on a string. I think those were probably two of the more compelling things that I saw that would at least like, regardless where you fall in the spectrum of flat earth, you have to see these two things and think, well, that's interesting anyways. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, when I heard about flat earth, I'm like, what about sunsets over the ocean? What about boats over the horizon? What about sticks and shadows by Aristophanes? What about um, seasons? Right. Mm -hmm. But then when you look, you find out that all of these things work perfectly on a flat earth and some of them don't work on a ball earth. The seasons is the globe killer, the globe killer. So if you wanted to go from Buenos Aires, major city, to Perth, major city, plenty of people want to fly. They can fill an airplane. No need to go pick up people in North America. This would be the fastest trail. But what's wrong with this trail? We could disturb the migrational path of the penguins penguins. by flying an airplane at 45,000 feet over Antarctica where the penguins couldn't hear it or see it. Okay. So – so the shortest route would be the next route would you can go around either side of Antarctica, right? That way you won't disturb you won't disturb the penguins, right. the emperor That's penguins, right. please. Okay. So, but the real route these planes take is this: they go from here, from uh, Buenos Aires. They either stop in Miami or Houston, then they stop again in Los Angeles, then they go to Sydney, and then they go to Perth, mm. or they go the other way to uh, Europe, Singapore, and Perth. Takes like 26 hours for that flight. Mm. Why don't they just cut three quarters of that distance off and cut across the bottom? Right, and I guess what really highlights it is that there seems to be so many examples, not just in flat earth, but just in general where, you know, the Antarctic is just, you know, that's just a place that we don't touch, we don't go through, we don't see, we just really don't talk about it. NASA is in charge of all the plane routes. They're in charge of all the world GPS, right? They're, they're controlling the lie, right? And they have sophisticated programs. Um, I used to say most pilots don't know, but most pilots do know the Earth is flat. They just don't talk about it because they get fired if they do. Here's a book. This book is an amazing book. You can buy it on Lulu. It's like a coffee table book. If you want to, I think it's like 40 bucks or something. I have the color version. It's amazing. But it's also free online. You can download the PDF. And there's 16 landings that, that he documented that make zero sense on a flat earth. I mean, on a globe earth. But they make perfect sense on a globe earth. Hmm. Um, so, so one of them is from um, Taiwan to LA. So if you look in your seat back while you're on this plane, this is where they show you that they tell you you're going. This is what you see if you track the plane from Earth. Mm-hmm. So there was an emergency right here, a medical emergency, and the plane had to land. So if you were the pilot, where would you land? Probably Hawaii, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Or or continue, depending on how bad, whatever. But they went all the way up to Alaska. Mm. Okay. Then you look at that on a flat Earth, Taiwan, emergency, Alaska. Hawaii is all the way out here. Okay. Straight line. All of these emergency landings landed in airports that were perfectly straight lines on the flat earth map from where they were coming from and where they were going to. Right. And that's documented. Do- this one, he documented 16 of these. 16. Got the information from the news of the flight numbers, right. did the okay. flight tracking, did everything. I mean, it, it, these are undeniable. And the, and the only the only uh, answer that the Globers have, mm-hmm. one is they just ignore it. They, they right. ignore it, then it doesn't exist. But they say oh, it's because they couldn't, you know, the airport was busy. They had to go pick another airport. You know, come on, Hawaii to Alaska, you know. Right. It, it, and how many how many examples do you need before you're like, okay, something something's wrong here. Right. You know, they've, they've 
convinced us to give up our God-given senses for nonsense, nonsense, no senses, right? I mean, do you feel like you're spinning right now? You might feel like you're spinning right now talking to me, but before you were talking to me, when you're sitting down, just be quiet, shut your mind for a couple of seconds, look around. Are you moving? Are you, are you twirling and whirling in all these directions at once and somehow water like this can be a perfect mirror of the sky? Take a dinner plate, fill it with water to the brim and try to walk across your living room. Then try to walk in a circle and then try to go up the stairs while spinning in circles, okay? <laughs> Sounds like a typical Friday night for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. But none, of, none of that makes sense. Yeah. None of it makes any sense. People say, well, I've seen the curvature from an airplane, right? You're seeing what you want to see, but you're also not understanding how you see. So all conditions the same, all weather conditions the same. If you're looking straight, there is just in like 30 or 40 miles, the sky kind of converges with the water and, you know, you just can't see any far. That's the limit of your eyes. But if you had a zoom camera, you can zoom in and open up that space and see farther. Right. Okay. That's how perspective works. People don't really think about it. Okay. So, so when you're looking forward 12 o'clock, you can see X distance, one o'clock, same X, two, three, four, right. You can see the same distance. So if I'm standing here, I can see the same distance in all directions, right. Flip that over. This is how I'm seeing the world, the sky and the land. And then I put a line on it and someone goes, Oh, that's the curvature of the globe. No, it's not. It's the limit of your vision. That's interesting. It's just how yeah. your vision works. You with me? Yeah, I'm with you. So, <laughs> so getting back to to the why, I'll I'll do the um the 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 demonstration in a second. But getting back to why the lie. There's people in this world that are running this place that know the truth of this world. They know that we are at the center of creation. They know that we all have God-given free will and nobody can take it away from us, okay? They know that there's more to this world. They know that our thoughts create our reality, our emotions, our feelings um, create things. Everything you have in your life right. is because of your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts, the way you think. Manifesting manifesting and they don't want us to know that that's real they tell us that we have to work you know we can drink some beer and watch some sports on the weekends watch a movie more mind programming and go back to work and then when we're 65 we can retire hopefully with our money that didn't disappear and barely be able to enjoy it because we're just exhausted now david okay. do you think do you lose more people on the fact that it's flat earth or do you think maybe you lose people based on like the Illuminati stuff that there's people out there that just don't want us to be enlightened because this, I do believe uh, we are incredibly powerful beings. Uh, we are infinitely powerful together. Like, I don't think that there's anything that if we were to harness our true potential together, like as a unit, like we could just monumental things that we could achieve, yeah. uh, you know, in, in humanity. Uh, and obviously you're talking about people that are in power, not wanting us to realize our true potential, because then that way they can manipulate us. They can keep us in our place and enjoy the life that they live. So this is, this is <clears throat> for people that aren't awake to the amount of deception in this world. This is really a hard one to, to understand, but anybody in a true place of power has literally sold their soul for that position. They're, they, they have, in, they have put themselves in a situation where they are just the bidders of the people that 
are really running this place. Um, nobody has the power um, that hasn't been compromised. So, you know, they want to keep us as worker slaves. They, they, they imprisoned our mind, which is the globe. And they want us to just, you know, if you were the ruler of the world and you knew the truth and, you know, basically all of these cr- people are just bothersome to you, would you educate them with stuff that might challenge your power, you know, or would you just make them good worker slaves? Would you yeah. just keep them busy living paycheck to paycheck? The, okay. the, like the stuff they teach us in school is useless. It's just to make them so we can run their factories and their, their little businesses. Um, they teach geometry and algebra now well like mathematics some basic mathematics everyone needs a little bit basic mathematics but they don't teach us vortex mathematics or sacred geometry right they don't teach us you know i mean most schools don't teach us about meditation and 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 you know bringing your your intentions together they don't teach most of that yeah see and i i agree with a lot of that and that line of thinking uh in regards to just wanting to keep your power because that's what history shows, right? It used to be the priests and the high power and you used to have your Kings and the Pharaohs and all that kind of stuff. And there were just the people that were allowed to educate themselves, the knowers. And then there was just everybody else. And your job was to just keep your thumb on top of everybody. So you didn't have an uprising. Right. And, and so, you know, they, they, people, everyone knew the earth was flat up until the early 1920s. That's a little shocker. Um, and, and people started getting more power with the industrial revolution and stuff. And so that's when they introduced this whole globe thing. It, it's not 2000 years old. They want us to believe that the story of Aristophanes is a made up story. Right. Um, you know, he doesn't show up. He's the most famous mathematician. And he doesn't show up until any in any books in, about that stupid experiment he did that doesn't prove anything um, until the nineteen the mid nineteen hundreds. Okay, don't you think that's a little weird? Yeah, I, I saw a clip on the internet, <laughs> and it was a, a lady actually having a conversation with this gentleman, and how she was taught about the planet ages ago. She was a very very old lady. And she said she doesn't remember being taught that the world was round. She remembers being taught that the world was something else. I can't remember who what was flat, crazy but it wasn't guy round. would interview an old oh, lady. Oh, was that you? No, about about the about that. What are you crazy? It was you. <laughs> so, so I was it. Her name's Ruth. One hundred two years old. February of twenty twenty. And I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs because she had been there. World's Fairs is a whole nother rabbit hole. Hold on one second. I just got to grab a power cord. So, so wild. I'm interviewing her about the World's Fair. One more second. Yeah, no problem. Sorry about that. All right. So I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs, and she had such a great memory. I asked her what they taught her in uh, elementary school about um, the Earth, and I never mentioned flat Earth. And she goes, "Oh, they taught me the Earth was flat." And then they changed it some years later. So we found newspaper articles from the New York Journal, now the New York Times. Um, from the late 1800s, early 1900s, about um, teachers being persecuted for teaching the globe model, you know, saying that it, it's crazy that they want us to teach this. And there was all sorts of controversy. And, and then a, a woman from Croatia said that she was taught in the 1930s in Croatia that the earth was flat. So this takeover didn't happen. You know, here's the thing is, let's say it's 1920 right now. And you and I know the earth is flat. How are we going to tell anybody? Hmm. 
right? I think everyone knew. Mm-hmm. And then they just said, oh, no, no. You know, and like you knew just because your senses told you. And maybe you saw it in a paper or something. Um, but then they're like, oh, no, no, science has improved. We found out, you know, NASA, not wasn't NASA then, but they started pre-programming us like Universal Pictures in 1927, I believe it was, put the gold spinning globe as the beginning of their of their thing. You know what's funny is they've got the they've got the spinning globe, but the airplanes flying like this around the globe instead of like this, because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. A sideways airplane. So they have it flying like this. If you look at the early Universal Pictures. And then in 1959 or whatever, NASA sent up their first rocket, it matched Universal's globe. How did Universal know what it looked like before anyone put a rocket in space? You know? It's called pre-programming. Right. Uh, well, I had um, a gentleman, Jason Kristoff, on the show that maybe you're familiar with. Or maybe name. not. Yeah, he's uh, very big on uh, mind manipulation, things of that nature, pre-programming, uh, yeah. and the effects that society has on us, especially movie, media, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, Elon Musk, uh, you know, everyone thinks he's the greatest thing ever. I mean, he's the CEO of five major companies. He's the guy that took over NASA. That's impossible. Nobody can do all of that stuff, you know. And if you, you ever hear the guy see anything intelligent, I mean, he's just a puppet for the elite. But the, the weird thing about Elon is um, NASA was taken over, not taken over, was started. But they, they, the, the story is they had Project Paperclip and they brought over Werner von Braun, who, ran, who was a German Nazi, to run NASA. Did you know that? No. And, and on, well, on his gravestone, for one, it said, uh, Psalm 19, one, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. That's talking about the, the dome above, okay? So I also believe that that entire NASA story about, you know, the space race, we took their rocket scientists, there was no space race. It's all a show. But Werner von Braun wrote a book in, uh, I'm trying to find the cover, Oh, here it is. In uh, 1957, I believe, called Project Mars, about a group of people that went to Mars to start a colony there. And the lead leader of that colony was named, I guess. Oh, it's going to be Elon, right? Elon. Right. <laughs> what are the odds? Right. Here's Elon's rocket that he wants to take people to Mars in. Hmm. And a month ago, he tweeted, I want to redesign the rocket and make it pointier. Mm. Wow. Okay. This is all just mockery, pre-programming. You know, the, if you think that's a coincidence, you've completely lost your mind. Now, where's the one with the, the sunset? That This one. Yes. This is the one that, honestly, out of everything I've seen, this one is the most compelling. Yeah. So if you actually listen to my narration on this, it's on my channel, D-I-T-R-H. But what I'm doing here is I'm moving the sun along a level line. So this would be the path of the sun over the flat earth counter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm videoing it from altitude, from the same height as the sun. But I have a camera on the flat counter on the other end looking up. And now I'm going to show you what it looks like from that camera's point of view. And here it goes. This is level, but it looks like it's going down. Right. And then as it goes beyond this thing that it never went below, due to perspective, it drops below it. Right. That's the big thing is that it looks like it's below yeah. Those items. And, and, and look at this line. It, look how it's all, it looks like it, if I asked someone, if I just showed anyone this picture, is this level or down? And they said, oh, that's going down. Right. It's, it's level. And here's the sunset. You would think it's going to set below this horizon, but it's setting. This is what I call the atmospheric deck of opacity. It's where that lower atmosphere becomes so thick, the sun can't even 
um, you can't see the sun through it. So then you move it by. When you move it by, it just sets. Right. It looks like it's going down, but it's not. Interesting. Yeah, that one I like. Here's one. Uh, <clears throat> I forget where this one is. Is it? Uh, it's not listed. Um, it just clearly the Earth is stationary, and that light in the sky is just moving away. That does look like it's moving away. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Earth is flat. Now what am I going to do? Like it almost looks like Star Wars. And that's like there's the rockets on the back of the ship and it's just shooting away. It wouldn't look it's just much different going away. Right. It's just going away. Hey, let me uh, I'm going to share. I'm going to share my app and uh, this I'm going to show you how seasons work. And then I'm going to show you how you can um, learn about flat Earth because Google isn't going to serve anything to you. Right. I feel like Can I'm you drinking see? through a fire hose. Yeah. <laughs> so. So the sky mm. is a perfect clock. The sun is the hour hand. And, the, and it goes around once a day. So you see these lines here? This is outer yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And the inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer. Right, I'm going to speed it up. And you'll see that the sun is going to catch up to the moon. The sun will lap the moon once every 28 days. Okay, and see, it's getting closer and closer, and then the moon is waning, getting smaller and smaller. When it catches up to the moon, there'll be a new moon. And then as it passes the moon, there'll be a uh, waxing crescent moon, and it'll start getting bigger and bigger. Here it comes. All of a sudden, there's the moon appearing out from behind it. So 28 times around, and that the moon keeps track of the weeks and the moons, now called months. So it used to be... 13 months of 28 days, but they hijacked our calendar and changed it. Mm. Okay. So now I'm going to turn on the stars. As I told you, the stars reset every year. So the stars are going slightly faster than the sun, but they only lap the sun once a year. Okay. So they only lose a, you know, a small, a small amount of distance over a month. So in a month from now, the sun will be, in this constellation. And in a month later, it'll be here. And this is cancer, right? So that's how the sun stays in, in its uh, sign for about a month each, each right. year. Now, David, be transparent with me because this yeah. isn't about percentages. And I mean this with all due respect. Shoot. How many friends have you lost? Right. And <clears throat> how many have you been able to convert? So in my, I've converted millions of people at this point. I, I've right. lost count. So but your friends though, your personal friends. My personal say, friends. So yeah. I would say out of my personal friends, <clears throat> probably a dozen okay. I've converted. Okay. And I've, I've probably lost, I don't know. I, I, I know that uh, <laughs> there is um, probably 10 that we don't, we, they won't even talk to me anymore. And that's wow. fine. That's right. their journey. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Not everyone's here to wake up. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're there. You know, I can help you. I can't put, you know, you can lead a man to knowledge, but you can't make him think. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've gained a, a whole new family of friends. There's people all over the plane that I'm now like spiritually connected with. I mean, we, we, there's so many people that I can call good friends that I know that I can trust. The community is amazing, uh-huh. amazing, amazing group of people. So, so yeah. Uh, but I've also had people 
that have come back into my life. They're like, Dave, thought you were crazy, but I was watching the, uh, the internet. And I saw Charlie Ward and I, you know, I follow him and, and I saw you on there and holy crap, the earth is flat. And so now people are coming back. Right. Okay. So yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not worried about friends, right? I, I'm not worried. I just want to spread the truth. And if the truth isn't for you, that's your choice. I don't hate you for it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I stand in truth and I want to know, you know, where I am. People say, what does it matter? I still have to go to work. Well, I'm not at work, right? I am at work right now. I'm talking to you. I right. couldn't be happier. Right. Okay. Um, and, and the thing is, if you don't care where you are or who you are or the power that you have, well, you're officially mind controlled. You're, you've, you've become, um, you know, Stockholm syndrome or whatever. Mm -hmm. I tell people, imagine you lived in a giant apartment building, but there was no doors or windows on it just led screens and and just in the, that's all you've ever known your entire life and you work on the 10th floor and the gym's on the 20th floor and you know you buy groceries on the fourth floor and that's all you've ever known and i was like hey there's a hole outside there's a whole nother world there's other buildings there there's outside you know and you're like ah what difference does it make i still got to go to the 19th floor and work or whatever mm -hmm. you know that's that's the mentality that people have they don't they don't understand that we are in this creation and we are here. Um, you know, I, the way I look at it is your soul, right? If you had no soul, you know, you know, people that are, that are soulless, they have no desire. They have no passion. They're, they're just horrible. Um, your soul is where your passion comes from. And we're here to expand the mind of our soul. Our, our soul is a piece of God or the piece of the creator, whatever word you want to put on it. And we're here to literally experience this realm and our goal is uh two things one don't lose control of your soul and two don't break anyone else's free will that's it yeah there's so much of that going on right now right and david what's and so, the one thing that you saw that just started this whole thing what was it what was the one piece of compelling <clears throat> evidence that you're just holy shit like you had one, one of them was was ships over the horizon you're like okay if the earth is a globe, what's the curvature? And I looked up the curvature formula and, and, you know, for short distances up to a thousand miles, which is more than enough, it's eight inches per mile squared. I'm like, okay, so I know there's a buoy 11 miles off my beach. So if I go sit at the water's edge on a calm morning, if I zoom in with my camera, um, I should not be able to see it because it should be under 60 feet of curvature. Okay. It should be behind 60 feet of curvature. Not only could I zoom in on the, on the buoy, I could, see the surface of the water for miles, tens of miles beyond the buoy, where there should be hundreds of feet. What I'm showing you here is you don't see a boat, but if you zoom in, you're expanding your horizon, you're opening it up, all of a sudden you can see the boat. And when I zoom all the way in on this boat, right, you'll see the whole side of the boat. Here's the whole side. And now when I zoom out, it's like, it's like the boat's going away. And watch, the boat will disappear from the bottom up for several reasons. See, look, the hull's gone. It's up to the window. Mm -hmm. The top of the boat's gone. And now you can't see it anymore. Okay? And a glover will say it's over the horizon. But it's not over the horizon because I wouldn't be able to zoom in on it if it was over the horizon. Right. And that was the big thing for you. That's what really started to get you digging. <laughs> that, was, that was one thing. And then I'm like, well, what about, you know, what about photos, photos of Earth from space? You know? you know, I had one on my iPhone, right? So... You, you look at the photos that first NASA admits they don't have any photos of earth from space. Here's the, here's the one that was on everyone's iPhone, Robert Simmons, their visual artist, 
who made it said he made it in Photoshop. His famous quote is, I, I made it in Photoshop because it, it has to be, right? And he showed how he made it and what he made it from, from data he was given. So literally he painted this. Then 10 years later or so, this one comes out. Do you see a difference right. yeah. in, the, in the United States, right? Here's, mm-hmm. the, here's uh, the blue marble. The, he, didn't, he even just used the same clouds again and again. Mm-hmm. They're using the same clouds, right? And you look at this one, look at the United States. Compared to the whole size of the globe, right? Right. So what can we verify? Well, we can can drive across Mexico and Baja and figure out that this is 934 miles. That we can prove conclusively that this distance is 934 miles. So here it is. They tell us the diameter of the earth, a straight line through the earth is 7,917. I should be able to fit eight and a half of these in between these two red lines. Hmm. Does this... Not even close. Right. So what does this tell you? This is a painting. This is a painting. Right? Pluto. They got a picture of Pluto with a distant sun. How is Pluto so well lit? Amazing. And a spacecraft that's traveling 60,000 miles an hour. And it has a desert shaped like Pluto the dog. You think stuff like that is just a fuck you to people. It's a fuck you. It's a total fuck you to people. Yeah. See this shot of Jupiter? Mm -hmm. Right? Would you recognize that as Jupiter? It's going to be something else I know, but yeah, I'd say that's Jupiter. No, it's a bunch of ducks in a meadow, okay? That's not from NASA. Right. It's not from NASA, but NASA gives us enough garbage, right? And look at the mockery. This is Space Command, and this is Starfleet Command. Right. Okay? Predictive programming. You know, Arthur C. Clarke wrote about satellites, and then a few years later, all of a sudden, there's satellites falling around the Earth, when the truth is... There are no satellites. All of the satellites that are up there are hanging from balloons. NASA owns all of the giant helium, all the big helium companies and is the largest consumer of helium in the world. Mm. I didn't know that. I know that your money's paying for it. The NASA gets $65 million a day. Okay. What have they done? What have they done? What have they done except lie to us and fake, fake things? Right. So, the, boom, that's how a satellite goes to space, and they can control where these things go remotely. Okay. Now, I know where you're heading with this because I've seen enough. Okay. And so what we'll do is I think it will be a nice ending to kind of dibble-dabble a little bit more into the NASA and how much we're being lied to. And I believe you have some things in regards to where uh, there's, like, CGI right now in regards to launches or green screens. I've seen this. This is incredible in regards to like a movie production. Right. Can be done How about this? They were playing with, a, they, they got a fresh shipment of food and they had a fresh lemon and they were playing with it. And these things, the things are floating in the air are augmented reality. Watch his hand. Right. Go back to that last clip that you were showing of the green screen, just so people know the power of green screen. Right. So everything on that bottom screen is manipulated by green screen. Like, yeah. that's incredible. I think that every time I watch an Avengers movie, a lot of the time, all the actors aren't even there at the same time, yet they appear there on the same time on the screen. That's yes. wild. Okay, so that's, I just wanted people to get a good idea of, like, the power of green screen before you show these examples. Right. Speaking of, uh, if I could find it in time to make my transition nice and smooth, speaking of actors and green screens, th- these guys aren't even in the same room. Chris Hatfield has got his guitar, and this guy's holding the microphone. He's in another room. He misplaces where Chris is, and he sticks the microphone 
into his neck. And Chris yeah. doesn't miss a note. Okay? The microphone is inside of his neck. And where can people find this clip? Not on NASA pulled it down. They, they did this, and then it was, it was brought up, and then it's off of their site. Now, it's on 100 different channels. It's out there. All of this stuff is in the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app um, under NASA fraud. There's okay. playlists, you know, of all that stuff. Now, here's what I'll say in closing. I don't even really think it matters so much what you believe. I think the most dangerous thing is not at least thinking about it because there's no danger in just thinking, exploring, uh, opposed to just saying that something isn't true based on what you've been told your whole life, right? Because I, I don't think that verifies you know, enough. Do, do you think there's a level where it just becomes dangerous, though, to think too much? Are we like to think about everything too much? You know, people say that, you know, how do you live your life? You don't trust anybody. You know, I trust everybody. It just the, you know, the things that really matter, I kind of like to verify them. And uh, and, you know, we, we know that the leaders of this world don't do what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are deceivers that, that are out for um their own, you know, their own benefit. Knowing the truth of who you are, where you are, and what you are, and the power of your mind matters. I'll finish off with the, from the documentary The Matrix with Neo, right, with Keanu Reeves. Neo at the beginning was lost, and he's lost. Something's wrong with the world. He's depressed. I think a lot of the depression in this world is because people's souls know the truth, but their minds are trapped in this globe. And Neo, by the end of the movie, Uh, discovers who he is, where he is, what he is, and the power of his mind. And who's a happier Neo, the Neo at the end or the Neo at the beginning? Right, of course. Well, David, thank you so much. Uh, Morpheus, (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) uh, for enlightening us. This is the red pill, blue pill situation. So now everyone that I've given this to, I I say that you can – you were ignorant before because I was ignorant before I knew. But now if you remain unwilling to look, you're now willfully ignorant. Awesome. David, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again. Maybe we can get into some other stuff as well as just the flatter stuff. You got it. Thanks. All right. And thank you once again for having a lock to the Launchpad podcast. My name's J-Man. You take care. Be well. Love simply because you can.